Hello and welcome to the Inconsistency Club podcast, a place to embrace your paradoxical, multifaceted, expressive flow and rebel against societal pressures to be consistent in an infinitely inconsistent world. My name is Jenny Giles and welcome to the show. Everybody, um, it's Jen here for another podcast episode of the Inconsistency Club, and today I'm here with Pablo, Hello. aka Jade. Um, I was actually we were talking the other day, um, just briefly, like we haven't managed to catch up for a while, have we? And just briefly the other day we were chatting about something. I was in my pre-period rage. She was explaining that like she gets it in the ovulation phase. I was like, oh my god, we need to do a talk about this. We need to have a conversation. And in my head I was like, ah, oh, it's like um PMS, perimenopause, periods with Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was like, brilliant. I love that. Um, and actually, I shared, I was creating artwork every day for October. She says having three days I still haven't done. It's like the 2nd of November, but whatever. <laughs> it's fine. I still intended to do 31 pieces of This is the thing. inconsistency club? Absolutely. So did you not know? <laughs> it's all okay, right? Um, and I did a piece on, on that day. I was feeling really down from my cycle, knowing that I was due on in a few days. And I get like proper ragey proper sad like really dark thoughts all of that Mm. sort of fun stuff um and that's what I created and actually then had um a a comment from a lovely lovely lady who does all sorts of things with cycles and sent me a little message um as well with some sort of questions and what it could Mm. be and tracking it and all that sort of stuff so I was thinking it'd be nice to have a chat with her as well for sure yeah I'll share a link underneath everybody um so we can have a little look but yeah oh so unexpectedly Pablo's just arrived at my house and (laughs) for those that don't know which is potentially everyone I call Pablo Pablo because (laughs) we have to just preface this I I think we do yeah because it's been it's been over a decade and we just know but not everyone does no so Pablo's name and and my (laughs) child knows her as Pablo like everyone will call her Pablo in my life that's just what it is and that's because of the film called The Rebound that (laughs) many years ago with Catherine Zeta-Jones and I can't remember his name the guy but he literally one of the kids Frankie sort of just turns around and goes call me Pablo and that was it we watched it we found it hilarious we started saying call me Pablo and and 10 years later that that is what's happened so yeah just just sort of you know prefacing that of what's what's happening um but you're off today, you're off this week and you just sort of said, hey, can I come for a coffee? I was like, yes. I happen to be child-free on a Thursday, which doesn't normally happen. Um, so, yeah. I actually came to see Isla, to be honest, but, you know, oh, human. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you got to do with me instead. <laughs> savage. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, period chance. Well, I think so, and it's funny because when I shared the the picture and it had all these like words on it, I almost feel like I should go and get it, but it's, it's a bit far away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pause it and come back either. It's fine. Um, but it had all these words on there and these sort of like dark thoughts and and sort of like negative. Uh, mm-hmm. air quotes negative things and I was like oh god I'm sharing it and instantly the thought through my head of like you know oh god what about the people that see that and go oh dear she's sharing period stuff oh, oh, can't oh, talk about periods disgusting absolutely not but uh, I knew I had to share it because we need to like yeah. demystify this stuff and it needs to be talked about it's not disgusting no I mean, it can be disgusting but it's not a bad thing to talk about I've got such a thing like you know when you're in work and I just I literally just say to people like to be honest I'm, I'm in pre-period rage or I'm experiencing perimenopause symptoms and some people like tense up they're like yeah. oh god she's, told, she's talking about the p word but it's like well yeah, because it affects so much of your life. Yeah. So why shouldn't we talk about it? At least you can understand. Like I talk about my mental illness and explain to people about, you know, how I might act when I'm feeling depressed and all of that. Well, my cycle's a really, really big part of that. So Massive. why wouldn't I explain? Yeah. Um, and 
I'm sorry to any people that don't want to talk about it because they get uncomfortable, but this part of life is, is it's biology, darling. So we're, <laughs> we're just going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, mine is wild, wild. Um, I've always been, as you know, a bit like all over the place um, with cycles. And I spent years on the death fear injection, which... I think just messed me up like I went on it from a young age mm-hmm. um and it's only sort of in the last I want to say like four or so years that somebody actually said to me you're not supposed to be on it for more than two years yeah and how like, long were you on it uh, pff, on and off since I was I think the first time I had it I was 15 mm. um I'm 33 now yeah like, that is a long time to be on and off the injection and like I, I had a break on it um because it just completely stopped my periods and you know that's why they put me on it because my periods were so irregular and heavy and painful and stuff when I was younger yeah. they never did any investigation they were just like here have some contraception um that'll help yeah put all these hormones in your body um and I only found out like I said in the last few years that you're not supposed to be on it for more than two years um because it can cause like brittle bones like it's really really bad for you Mm. to be on it for a long period of time um so I came off the injection a few years ago now Mm. um and it took like 11 months my periods come back um and they finally did and then for the first time in my entire life I was regular. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, my body's finally doing what it's supposed to be doing. And I was like 28 to 30 days. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I was like experiencing massive stress and it's just thrown it completely out of whack. And all the symptoms and stuff I'm having, I'm convinced of perimenopause based on a lot of the other things. Um, and I'm now at like a 50 day cycle, still regular, yeah. but it's like 50 days. Um, so I am completely thrown out of whack. And the hormones are just wild. This is why I think it's like possibly perimenopause because mm-hmm. it is like, for a while I thought it was, um, what's it called? PMDD, yes. I think. Yeah, I um, read about that. Yeah, so I thought it was that for a little bit because like, I was getting suicidal. Yeah. Like, and I do mean, like, actually suicidal. Yes, you've got PMS, which is sort of normal, and then it's the, like the deep, dark, twisty really one. Bad, yeah, really, really bad PMS. Um, and I was feeling suicidal mm. every month and could not figure it out. And, like, spending years with mental illness anyway, I just brushed it off it's like ah, you know here we go again yeah, yeah just you know it's not the first time so I was like okay this is just what we do now fantastic and then started to realize from tracking my period through the uh flow app yeah um that it was happening around my period at what point in the days leading up to my period so about a week before the period yeah that's what, so that's what yeah, yeah so that's what it was and I mine wasn't rage it was deep sadness deep sadness and just like that thought of like the world would be better off without me and mm. all of that and it was really really dark um, and just really teary and just just a wreck basically mm. um, and now with it all going a bit more wild again it's like I get like I said around ovulation mm is when I go crazy. And I only mentioned it to someone, uh, one of my other friends, a few weeks ago, maybe. And I said, you know, I actually think it might be around my ovulation time. And she was like, yeah, mine's around ovulation. Mm. Stop it. I did not know that was a thing. Like, you know, I can, not everyone can tell when they're ovulating, but like I can. Yeah. It's the different cramping, you know, you get the different discharge, the boob pain, all of that. There's lots of symptoms that you can tell you're ovulating fine the lovely sharp stabbing pains from the egg releases but i noticed then i was getting like rage rage is just the best word that i can describe like everything was causing this deep rage Mm. like and like just so feeling so angry about everything um and things that just wouldn't normally irritate me i was just flying off the handle and just couldn't understand it and I like broke down crying to my mum like just I don't know what's going wrong with me I just feel so angry all the time and it's literally like hurting my chest like I feel so angry um and that's where I said I you know wonder whether it might be perimenopause because that can like throw your hormones out even worse um and she basically said yeah that's a 
that's a thing that you know you know as as we start going through the change into menopause um that your hormones go wild mm. like and it is so extreme um and i've just been trying to track everything now just to see why and is it linked to my cycle is it perimenopause is it something else is it that i've got terrible diet terrible exercise don't necessarily look after my body um in the way that i should and is it because of that is that why my cycles have gone funny and so i'm now tracking everything like i've got a pain journal that i like track where my pain is um and like my mood levels and things like that and i'm as well as tracking my period cycle um, and I think I think I'm coming up to ovulation now because the boobs are so sore <laughs> um, but my flow app says uh, that I've got ovulation in 14 days I'm like oh, I don't know I can't tell yeah. I just it, but it feels like it's coming up to it and I'm starting to get the symptom, the irritable. Tell, yeah, the telltale signs. Irritable. That my we've partner says to me, is it about the time I should stay away from you? I'm like, not yet. I'll let you know. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> You'll know when I bite your head off about something. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Um, but it's just like, it's wild. Mm. It is wild. Um, I'm on day 26 right now. Yeah. And I haven't ovulated yet. I know I haven't. No. But it's feeling like it's about to start. Yeah. And the what the last month was probably the worst in the hormonal rage and it was on day 28 was like the peak yeah so good to track it and know it and that's exactly what you're saying to me to to do that um yeah i do think that there's there's a lot to be said for the old adage of uh, knowing thyself mm-hmm. and it come this is just another layer to that like we know ourselves in uh, you know we do the i don't know shadow work and we ask mm-hmm. the questions of ourselves why am i feeling like this why am i irritated blah 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 um and i suppose i i'm just thinking in my period rage bit like it's just me and isla in the house mm-hmm. she's 11 she hasn't started cycling or anything yet but i'm sure <laughs> that she yeah she will do soon um you know in year seven and all of those things mm-hmm. uh, and can see the hormone shifts and have done for about a year mm-hmm. um and and we just both snap at each other we're just mm. both vile but i am so conscious to say like i am not angry at you <laughs> like i'm just angry and i she's just like, feel mad yeah she's like i'm well i'm mad at you i was like all right well i'm mad at you then <laughs> <laughs> and then, like oh my god like my my inner child comes out like massively oh, yeah. but i i think that what it brings up for me um and when you look at the actual what is it estrogen mm-hmm. progesterone, progesterone yeah we're, we're clearly not the people to give advice on this clearly we are just having a conversation yeah. but the levels of what goes up and down you can literally understand why you suddenly have no patience and tolerance mm-hmm. when those hormones are changing mm-hmm. and so yeah there are things that we can do and there's you know uh getting outside and moving one of the things um that it was saying when i was reading up about it the other day i was no energy mm-hmm. so tired so sad like can't do anything and then it's like oh go for a walk i can't, I can't. I can't. like i know that will help and again like I'm not exactly a waif, you know. I've got some extra weight on there. I don't always eat all the great things as well, mm-hmm. although I do eat fruit quite a lot, you know. There's mm-hmm. definitely some vegetables missing from my life. And um, and so I know that these things help, but it's it's almost like the pre-planning. So I suppose mm-hmm. that the tracking will help because you're like, right, okay, so I'm going to go down. Yeah. Like, so actually, what can I do? I can drink more water. I can move a little bit more. I can have, like, conversations with people where I can get get it all out Mm -hmm. um you know all of those things ahead of time but it's it's uh it's tough because i'm being reminded of the like you gotta live in the now blah 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 but then that you have to be able to have to have a little bit of like understanding of what's coming up when with working cycles Mm -hmm. like i was supposed to be working this week it's half term for a start (laughs) (laughs) honestly and um i just had to say i had to say to my lovely client i was like uh babe just saying i ain't working this week for you like i'm gonna do two days next week i am so ragey there's just been a big full moon and an Mm. eclipse and all of the stuff let alone what is happening within my actual body makeup and hormones and everything else so yeah it's just wild isn't it um i think it can be really hard like you're the first person that sort of said to me about 
working with your cycle and looking at the different phases of your cycle of like when you've got the more energy when you can be you know more outgoing and and working with that but it's really hard um when you're working and uh, nine to five yeah like yeah. It, it can be like really really challenging yeah mm-hmm. to do that in a nine to five like obviously with my personal side so like where I do the coaching and you know stuff like that I can work with my cycle in that I haven't got as much energy so I'm not going to do it I you know yeah. won't necessarily book clients on on that week if I if I'm really struggling um, or you know I can reschedule stuff but when you're in a nine to five big old corporate job <laughs> big old corporate job you know working full time it's so so hard um, to be able to manage that and be mm. able to say actually I can't do this big meeting presentation um, at this time because I've got zero energy like, and I've got such brain, brain fog, fog the yeah. brain fog yeah. like I can't remember my name I can't string a sentence together and you're yeah. going well I can't present to a team of over 100 people yeah. about my work because I no longer know what my work is <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could tell you if I tried yeah. and it's really really challenging so when I was managing in a team I had a team of women all women and um, it was actually magical um, and I only it's only in the last few months I stopped uh, working with that team and I moved to a different role and I don't have a team now but I was able to sort of I was open talking about my periods mm. and so they became open talking about their periods and I remember that once one of my staff members um, she was due to uh, facilitate a meeting uh, Isla's back <laughs> brilliant right we better pause, pause. <laughs> okay we're back I was going <laughs> to see if we could like you know delicately like cut and stitch and all the things but be damned we're just gonna I didn't take a breath between saying Isla's back <laughs> <laughs> you didn't come on now <laughs> This is how podcasts work. Some recording things. Stopped. Let it, let me be a pause. Hi, Liz back. <laughs> you don't take a breath in anything. I love no, it. I don't. And uh, anyone that's it. listening, I apologise. No. I don't actually. Sorry, not sorry. Good. I'm here for it. <laughs> here for it. Um, so fortunately, we listened back, so I remember what I was talking about. So go. Uh, and I was just saying about my staff member who was due to facilitate me in, and she basically spoke to me in the morning. She said, "Oh, you." you know I'm, I'm ready to do it I'm just I'm on my period I'm so foggy I'm cramping loads I've got a hot water bottle on my lap obviously we're all work, working from home and I say obviously it's not obvious but we all work from home <laughs> um and so she was like I'm gonna do it but it's fine and I said to her well you know you don't have to right I'll cover it for you um and she's like no 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 you can't do that I, like, I can because I've just had my period and I'm now high energy again so I can present that for you um and she was so so grateful and she's like I've never had a manager like that I've never had a team where we can all just back each other up yeah. you know and work with our cycles thank god we never got to the stage where we were all synced otherwise we'd be screwed like the whole the whole function that we were managing would have just completely shut down for a week but you know we were able to cover for each other and mm. and you know have each other's backs when we were on that low energy week of just going i just to be honest i need i need time to be able to just get my head down and not talk to people yeah you know and we did that with lots of things when we had personal things going on in our life and just going i can't i can't i don't think i can be forward facing today yeah can i just have a day where i can get my head down and i think that that comes into not just the period the perimenopause all of those things but just being able to work with your general well being yeah. and being able to just be okay with sometimes you just can't do that yeah. and it's not a bad thing that doesn't mean you're crap it doesn't mean you can't do your job or anything like that it just means that right now I just need to give myself a minute yeah and being able to do that is like I said it's magic but it can be so difficult in a nine-to-five corporate job without talking about it you just have to talk about it yeah and it can be most uncomfortable to have those conversations, especially with uh, people that don't have periods, so they don't understand. Um, but again, why shouldn't you? Yeah. Why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you say it? It's yeah. a completely natural part of my makeup as a human. It goes hand in hand with the like talking about mental health to me. Yeah. As same. well, like it's this. I think we both really stand and advocate for that, and 
I suppose I want to speak to it from the non-cycling standpoint of mm-hmm. anyone, mm-hmm. Um, males included, mm-hmm. like about talking when they are at that point that they can't. So mm. we cycle as women, you know, every, what, 28 to 35 days? 50 days. 50 of your day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but men cycle every 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So they'll go through all of this as well, but just quicker. Yeah. Um, and in fact, every day. <laughs> and, you know, with... The season that we're in now, so like when you're on your period, it's called your winter, mm-hmm. right? So like that is that time when we want to stop and we want to rest and we want to slow down. And mm-hmm. even like my voice as I feel into that time frame is like calmer and quieter. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, OK, that's what I need you to really like sink into your body. And honour it. Like years and years ago, you hear the stories of, you know, like the red tent and women that would all gather and if you were if you were on your period you would all be sort of like honored almost and put in yeah put in this space where you can just rest be nurtured pampered looked after people will bring you food i'm like oh sign me up yeah for that when i'm in that cycle yeah being on my own with isla as well like there isn't anyone to do the things so Mm -hmm. i still have to do it like and and that is where i lose my patience Mm -hmm. if actually I had someone here that could sense that that's what's happening, whether that's a female friend, whether that's a partner, whether that's my mum, anyone. Like, if there's someone there to go, I got you, mm-hmm. like, that's all I feel I need Magic. when I'm in that stage. It's mm-hmm. just someone to be like, here you go, babe, I'll come and I'll come and look after you. I can do this for you, and like I did with my team member to say, yeah. you don't have to do that. No. She's so grateful. No. And it's, it's, it's about supporting each other. And if you don't talk about it, you can't support each other. No. And even just thinking now, like, my sister's coming over tonight and we're hanging out tomorrow and I'm literally like imminently due on however I was 12 days late last month and five days early the month before so mine's doing some weird <laughs> stuff itself Yay. I know right and so could be now could not be but the mm. energy of where I'm at is feeling tired and lethargic and you know I'm enjoying just being creative and drawing mm. and all of that sort of stuff and I am able to honor that within my cycle being self-employed and all mm. of those things I'm very blessed but she said earlier oh i i want to cook tonight is it all right if i do this I'm like, yes. yes yeah it is actually yes, it yeah it'll be amazing <laughs> thank you like i can't like thank you so much yeah um yeah literally like the best feeling and i think that we all need that because although we get crabby and get grumpy and then people don't want to be around us it's probably actually that we need people more yeah Yeah. we need to be cared for that's what we Mm -hmm. that's what we're calling in Mm -hmm. yeah so and maybe it's that you're not um you don't want to do the things you almost like i almost want to say you regress into like the the stubborn teenager that just doesn't want to do anything like and i don't know if where you've said your cycle's going a bit wild whether you'll start to notice a change in your hormones because i never used to go wild ragey around my ovulation i i knew i was ovulating because i'd get like the sore boobs and the cramping and stuff Mm. like that but it was never it was never um an emotional response yeah um and it seems to be swapping now Mm. and I'm trying to sort of research and stuff and and look into things about perimenopause and things and wonder whether it is linked to something like that I know that I'm quite young for it I'm 33 I spoke to the doctor I asked whether it was possibly perimenopause and she all but scoffed in my face and said you're 33 it's not going to be we wouldn't even test you for that Right. Um, and have, has there been, I don't know much about it myself yet, yeah. you know, has there been much research? Does it happen to, you know, younger women yeah, as does. well? Yeah, it okay. does. So um, perimenopause can literally last for years. So I'm going to pretend that you don't know anything. I don't. Because it helps the people who are, who yeah. are listening who don't know. But I, um, in my works, they, did, they do like a menopause awareness and they're absolutely fab. The place that I work is amazing um, for talking about it. And I went on, a talk and I can't it was called like over the bloody moon or something like that it was amazing um and it was just all talking about cycles and you know uh, menopause and stuff and that and it was just saying about like how menopause 
which I'm almost embarrassed that I didn't know as a woman, but I'm going to just say that we did not get taught in school. No. We did not get taught in and school. Pa- it is not very well shared. No, yet. it's not very well shared. But menopause is legitimately a day. That is it. It's just a day. So it the menopause is class as once you you hit menopause is when you've had I think twelve months without a period, mm-hmm. and that is then you're in menopause. Perimenopause is all the lead up to it. Okay. So you know that can last for years. So when you're saying we're going through the change, that's peri- perimenopause. Okay. Menopause is is the day it's classed as like that's it your period is done. done it's it's you've swapped over to the other side you've jumped over the over the you're in crone phase yeah <laughs> but realistically there's a whole huge build up to that mm. that is just not talked about enough and i think it's getting better now yeah but you know i think there's so much education to be had for um people that go through it and for the people that don't because you're around it you know I live with my partner he's gonna have to go through that with me he is going through that with me you know and being able to communicate what your needs are and being able to to be with that is so important and like you said at the beginning know thyself Mm. because last month was probably the worst hormonal rage I was having like full on breakdowns I was ready to tear my life apart Mm. you know because I thought that that I'd convinced myself that was it I was so unhappy like hadn't been for ages everything's everything's wrong within a couple of days I was like wow that was wild I am out the other side I am so out the other side like what the hell I'm so happy like I what my life is amazing I love my life I'm so happy with it Mm. but in that moment I wasn't yeah it, you know which is weird it's around ovulation I literally said to you the other day like I was quite shocked by that yeah. yeah it's not very conducive to baby making <laughs> to be like rage get away from me which as it happens don't want babies so it's absolutely fine yeah. but to get that if if there are other people that experience that and they actually do want to have babies that's not conducive <laughs> and not knowing that because that's your that's your lived experience and that yeah. will be other people's lived experience as well mm-hmm. for me I suppose that for my ovulation I know it as the time when I have loads of energy mm. and it's been told to us as the time when our eggs are coming out so our, we look amazing we feel amazing we're radiating out and we're like ooh boys like I, ooh, I'm ready kitty. yeah like like, I'm ready, come and let's let's go for it. Yeah. Um and so you get really horny and yeah. you're just like that's it. That's yeah. yeah. Like yeah. literally get a baby in me is yeah. is the biological feelings that yeah. are happening, whether you want them or not, that's that's what's <laughs> whether happening. Whether it's the appropriate time or not. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's the appropriate person or not, like <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> we are attracted to different things around our cycle. Yes. Did you hear that the yeah. other day? I don't know whether it was you that told me or so I watched something or something. Yeah. that you even are attracted to different things depending on where you are in, differently. yes yeah. depending on where you are in your cycle mm-hmm. when you actually start opening that pandora's box of everything that is hormones in women you know it's because that's all we can look at right because we are women just yeah. to preface that yeah, you know absolutely. not negating anything of what people men go that yeah 100% i fully Except that men go through their own wild experiences yeah. themselves, and I do believe that they have um, not not the same experience, but a similar experience. But it is stamped down. Yeah, it's stamped down in the sense of like men again better now than it was. But yeah. men are told they do not feel their feelings, they do not talk about it. They they they, they must just suck it up. <laughs> yeah. You know, get on with it. Yeah. Um, but they go through it as well. Yeah. Like I remember an episode of the IT crowd, well old, um, but it was absolutely hilarious. And they started talking about Aunt Irma, that's period, and that that um the oh, woman Penelope. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um mine was Flo. Um so like she was the woman in the office I don't know if you ever watched IT Crowd. No. Oh my god, it's literally so funny. Probably like a lot of it is not PC anymore. It's very old. Um, but there was the episode where she was on a period. She was getting raging. She said when she worked in an office full of women, like they all synced up, and the guys that she worked with in the office were start to feel emotional and all of these things. And she was saying it might be on Tuma, and like they were feeding off it. Yeah. And like it was, it was a funny episode. It was like a whole thing of them being really impressionable to it. But I do think that 
the the men around us or people who are not experiencing period are going to feed off of that. Well, like, do you find Isla feeds off of you well, when 100%. you're yeah, like the but people you're around, not, male or female? Yeah, this is just energy, yeah. right, <laughs> and vibration. Yeah, and so when our vibration is low or mm-hmm. we're tired and we're irritable and we haven't, we're not as vital as we want to be mm-hmm. or as we sh- you know should be normally. Like if we're allowing Air all quotes. of that stuff, yeah, <laughs> as if we're allowing all that stuff to get in there and really get us to feel down because of our hormones we're out of balance Mm -hmm. then obviously the others around us everywhere will be picking up because Mm -hmm. we are all energy we all vibrate at that time and if you don't talk about where it might be coming from yeah you end up with this weird icky energy of like what's wrong you know you're not talking they're about thinking why, what's wrong you're thinking yeah, what's wrong and like, why am I feeling so emotional is everything wrong if you're talking about it in a relationship a friendship whatever you're just there going oh my god are they mad at me like maybe people with anxiety don't feel that I'm not sure People with anxiety don't think are they mad at me? No, people without anxiety. I know. I was going to say, I think people with anxiety, (laughs) that's all they think. The other way around. So the people without anxiety, maybe they don't go to that extreme. Um, But if you have anxiety as well, woo, it goes wild. But if you have these conversations, being able to communicate with my partner to say, this is how I'm feeling at the moment, Mm -hmm. and being able to say, this is not about you, this is completely about me, this is how I'm feeling at the minute, and being able to talk about how we are feeling is so magic and just knowledge is power right yeah yeah just like look into it find out where that might be coming from um which is why i've been doing all my my symptom tracking yeah so that at the end of it it's a a book i got um i shared it on my wellbeing hub page and it's uh essentially symptom tracking for 60 days yeah because I believe it might be perimenopause, but as I said, don't look after my body as as I should. Um, if as I would like that to. Word, as I would like to, yeah. yes. Um, so I'm tracking all of these symptoms so that I can go and see a GP and not be shut down yeah. and just say, I, I recognise that I'm only 33. This is what I'm doing. I'm trying to make conscious steps to take care of my body a little bit better. Yeah. And if that eradicates the symptoms, absolutely amazing. If it's not perimenopause, oh, sign me up. Yeah. No problem. If I can fix this with changing my lifestyle and my yeah. habits, amazing. Yeah. But if it is, I want to be seen. Yeah. I want to be heard, yeah. you know, because why should we have to suffer mm. with it? Because people don't have the knowledge yeah. about what we're going through. And having these conversations is powerful because, you know, until I got told about perimenopause, I'd never even heard that term until a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'd never even heard of it. Yeah. You know, and that's wild to me. I'm 39 it's wild to me that I only heard it then and that's really only because I'm hanging around now with a wider variety of friends and soul Mm -hmm. sisters as well um I think it's still recording so I've turned my daughter is now ringing me (laughs) standard she loves you she loves me um but yeah so Hold on, let's just check. Yes, it's still, it's still recording. recording. Okay, good. good-o. Sorry, Isla. Sorry, everybody. This is the and most else. disjointed uh, thing going. But hey, we're doing it, we're doing it. Um, yes, so what was I saying? Hanging out with a wild range wild? of... Yeah, wild Wild. Women. Wild, wild range of yes, women. wild women. Yeah, like literally, like my soul is so happy knowing people all the way from 20-something, you know, all the way up to... 60 somethings mm-hmm. and being in a circle with them like being mm-hmm. my friends and it's meant that I can have these conversations um, with all sorts of ranges and uh, body shapes and ages and cycles mm-hmm. and all of the things and it really helps like the the crone phase mm-hmm. and my sisters in my magical community that are in their 50s and 60s and consider themselves in their crone phase have been through menopause mm-hmm. you know and then the wisdom and everything that they can that they can give from that and glean from that is just magic and like yeah. this is the sharing of that knowledge like, I am mm-hmm. sharing it with Isla now mm-hmm. and I am aware of her coming home like literally last last sort of year in school in year six they'd had the talk <laughs> you know like the talk I was like alright yes right here we go what happened then and so when we came up they were talking about I think she wasn't there for the period one weirdly okay. um, because I think that she was 
off that day on holiday I think she'd been when she was in Florida she said oh they all talked about that when I wasn't there and I was like okay cool I wasn't bothered literally we've talked about that she knows what it since is since she's little yeah like she's so you didn't hide your periods from her you never have no no and I haven't and partly to do with her injuring herself when she was four though oh yeah I remember oh that. that was horrific um she fell Terrible. off a fell off a fireman's pole thing and hurt herself and was bleeding profusely and it was horrific from there and so I was having counseling at the time and I'm so so grateful to that lady I can't even remember her name anymore mm. but to say to me she it, literally I can see it in my mind's eye still that she was like just be aware of the trauma response that she could have when she starts her period if you don't talk about it now yeah so literally like that was just profound she was absolutely fine afterwards it was just just this one thing it happened like and then she was all right it was it was horrific Mm -hmm. and it was really like traumatizing for her 100 Mm -hmm. but because we talk about it and we didn't just brush it under the cut you're fine they're there don't worry we'll never talk about that again we hide all of our stuff we don't show tampons anywhere or pads we don't talk about anything like this because can you imagine if you hadn't opening scene of Carrie (laughs) honestly like she'll have her period and like you've already PTSD absolutely yeah like talking about it is like paramount it is Mm -hmm. imperative I think um and yeah, just being able to do that. But then, you know, they had the they had the sex talk and everything at school. And oh. she came out though, and she we with her. Fr- she was with her friends. And we're like, oh, they talked about it in school, so I was like, oh, did they? And like, literally, her girlfriends were wittering away about everything. And Isla was like, yeah, cool. Because again, we've had these conversations about things, I knew not it. fully or yeah. anything like that, but just demystifying stuff. Yeah. And I'm really aware of of. Of that, of having having a, a child who is, you know, 11 in comp now, mm-hmm. in year seven, and seeing the things coming up that they're wittering around or talking about or, like... It's literally exactly the same, mate. It is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, how how is it always the same? <laughs> like, how does what we went through oh. is what Isla's going through? It's absolutely bizarre. Insane. It's like I don't know, a rite of passage. Uh, yeah, school. I don't know. Like, but how many that's parents whole... still don't talk to their kids about uh, sex and periods and yeah. all of those things? And I think that it's so. Im- my my mum did. Yeah, my mum. I, I do you remember when you met me? How how repressed I was oh, and terrified about everything. I know. You were such a prude because I was terrified of it, and it was never yeah. talked about and it was embarrassing that's not that's not through any fault of my family or anything because mum will joke about stuff and she'll talk about things but I was still at that chronically embarrassed stage yeah and I'm I'm just not embarrassed talking about it no like almost to a fault I guess (laughs) it just doesn't bother me because I grew up in a all-female household like we you know we my mum did uh have a partner when I was younger yeah. um, and like my parents blow when I was really young but it was just basically me my mum and my sister yeah like my sister and I are two years apart so you can imagine teenagers <laughs> hormones woo, oh, wild rough. but I you know my mum I can't even I can't even put into words how grateful I am yeah. for the upbringing that my mum gave us yeah. and how open and honest she was and she always said she wanted us to be completely comfortable to talk to her about anything yeah. and she created this completely safe environment and you are creating that with Isla yeah, yeah. you know and so as she goes through all of these hormonal changes you know and gets to that scary teenage age where you're like thinking about boys or girls and wanting to do stuff yeah. and you're, like she can come and talk to you and that's safe yeah. my mum created that yeah. you know she talked she told us all about periods and sex and everything when we were young um you know if we were embarrassed about talking about it i remember my sister was so like prudy and really like i don't like that word necessarily but you no, know yeah. quite quite nervous about it and my yeah. mum just used to randomly go sex <laughs> just to, like i always remember just to get us used to being able to talk to her about it yeah. like it was never weird or creepy or anything like it was literally just we were allowed to talk about it yeah. and i remember in our teenage years my friends used to come and talk to my mum yeah and like ask my mum questions because that they knew that she was a safe place that she would give them an honest answer and not be weird about it not you weren't going to be in trouble or anything that she you know talked about safety and 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 honoring yourself and yeah. and what you wanted and you know being able to to have that relationship with her meant that I was able to 
talk to her about mm. you know I might not be ready for this yeah like you know I, I'm, I I was terrified about kissing and things like that and I I talked to my mum about it Good, yeah. like you know and being able to have that relationship with my mum was so important I think you'll have that then with Isla that she knows she can talk to you yeah you know and it's it it's shaped who I am. It hasn't protected me from everything in the the dark, scary world. Because you can't. Because you can't. And as a mum, you can't. And do I that. will never. You know, I I've I've had that conversation with my mum that she's been sad that she couldn't protect me from the the not nice things that have happened to me, and I've said it was I've never blamed her, no. and she prepared me as best she could. Yeah. And I'm still and will always be forever grateful f- to her for that. And I yeah. think as as women as as people as, as humans we have a responsibility to talk to the younger generation about all of these things Mm -hmm. to prepare them to to create a more emotionally mature and emotionally intelligent generation Mm. that we we can talk about this stuff now like it's not taboo we're allowed to talk about it and that deals with that starts with us right Mm -hmm. with with demystifying the stuff for ourselves so that our kids can come in and and just sweep through it and just be like yeah we're not worried about that like we just talk about these things we're not worried about our feelings like you know calling in a world where these kids can grow up and be our age Mm -hmm. and not be having to unpick and unpack so much stuff ahead of time they're gonna to their own stuff like we always do but like we I think are unpicking our stuff earlier than our parents are unpicking yeah. stuff and potentially yes my ears ringing thank you and potentially the generations before that yeah. didn't get a chance to unpick it at all no you know so it's getting quicker and quicker mm-hmm. with knowing thyself with understanding things with demystifying stuff and with calling our power back ultimately yes like we are literally brought up in a society uh, where it is controlled and Mm -hmm. manipulated and our magic and our essence of who we are as humans is tried to be kept from us dimmed dimmed and and hidden and chills then literally yeah yeah and i was actually talking the other day um God, oh, to John, to Isla's granddad, mm. um, about the TV and things like that and the stuff we watch. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we all know about the news. I say we all do, but some people don't. Like, you know, if you're ingesting that, if you're mm-hmm. literally taking that in your energy field and watching it, and I know that there's horrible stuff happening in the world. I know it. Mm-hmm. And I, me not watching the news or reading the paper does not mean that I don't give it love and Mm -hmm. you know intend to do everything I can in my little space to make the world a better place Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't equally need to be told that this is happening and this is the side you need to pick Mm -hmm. or anything like that you know it really um, even the films it was Halloween two days ago Mm -hmm. and so um, Holly, who I do a sort of spiritual development and stuff, Holly Charles, she always, always has said about during Halloween, watch something uplifting because the collective, most people are scaring themselves. They're loving it. They're like, yeah, I'm going to terrify myself. I'm going to watch all these horrific films. So you can imagine the energy of fear that is mm. going to be rippling out. Like it's our responsibility. Never thought by that. Yeah, sorry. Exactly when the veil is thinnest. Thinnest. Yes. Yeah. I watched The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is literally just like... That's beautiful. Yeah, that's fine. A wonderful Halloween film to watch. Halloween film. Not Christmas film. Halloween film. (laughs) I mean, you've watched it I watch it at Christmas when I put my tree up. I watch it at any time during the year, in fairness. But we do love to watch it on Halloween, so we saved it and watched it on Halloween. Love that. Yeah. So that's an uplifting one. Yeah, absolutely. But when you don't realise this, you think... Sorry. You do think, yeah, of course. Like, my Mm -hmm. God, that makes perfect sense, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if the collective is doing it so I instead was you know watching lovely things and laughing and mm. creating and like just trying to do my bit to like not feed into that yeah um, and there's no right or wrong you only you don't know what you don't know right yeah but that's why I like to share these things that's why Holly mm-hmm. is the teacher that shares it and then we can pass it on and you'll know that now and sort mm-hmm. of think the same and, and like practical magic you know like we love mm, things like that love so that but watching I don't know uh, Silence Saw. of the Lambs <laughs> or Saw yeah. Uh, any of those conjuring. absolutely messed up stuff. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> like, no. Maybe not today. Not. No. When the veil's the 
this now. Or, or just in general, don't bother if you can get away with not. Like, I mean, I like watching stuff like that sometimes, but I... I can't um, I find... Well, I've always, you know, I have to watch Shrek afterwards anyway. I love horror yeah. films, but I have to watch Shrek afterwards. Shrek is my I'm scared film. It's my comfort film. I have to watch that afterwards. Um, and so I, it kind of lifts me out of that energy anyway. Yeah. I don't like to watch harrowing stuff before I go to bed. No. I'm like, no, that's no. not for me. Like, no. I can't do that. No. Um, I need Literally time my to chest decompress. Hurts just thinking yeah. about it. I'm like, more, I more. need to decompress afterwards. Yeah. Um, so that I can get that out. And I guess that's just a subconscious thing that I've done anyway. I was actually having the conversation about like uh, watching the news and knowing all the horrible things that are mm-hmm. going on in the world yesterday. Mm. Literally had this conversation yesterday, and I said it's exactly what you said. It's not about burying your head in the sand no. to what's going on and and the injustices in the world and things like that but it's about filtering it and protecting your well-being and, uh, you know, protecting your mental health when it's things that are outside of your control. Mm -hmm. You can only do what is inside of your control um, and that comes back to uh, the circle of influence and the circle of control, I think it's called, which is what Leanne Weaver taught me many, many years ago, one of my favourite people on the whole planet, um, from beam training. Yeah, Uh, she talks about PMS stuff as well yeah, 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 yeah. She's magic. Um, and just saying about like looking at when you're feeling overwhelmed by all of these things, what can you control? Because um, you know, when you're feeling really worried about it, I think she was saying about um being able to trick your brain out of the worry cycle into the doing because you could be worried about all of these all of these things, you're worried about global warming and worried about all these different things. What can you control? Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to do even a seemingly small thing yeah. that you can control tricks your brain into going, but it's okay because we're taking action. So it, it kind of tricks your brain out of that worry cycle yeah. um, and being able to get on with your day. And I was saying this to um, someone yesterday who's feeling really overwhelmed about um, you know all the horrible, horrible things that are happening in the world right now, and mm-hmm. and saying that they were, you know, listening to something that said it's a scary time to be a human and all of this. And I and I said you you need to filter. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be ignorant to it. It's not about being ignorant no. to it. It is literally about filtering and being able to sit with yourself and know whether or not you have the mental and emotional capacity to take that in at that moment. Yeah, because. You know, I I scroll through social media, TikTok, all of that jazz, and yes, things come up. Sometimes I can handle it, listening to it, and then I have a moment where I go, nah, I can't take that in right now, and I will skip past it. And that's not me being, you know, heartless to the things that are happening. No. It's about me protecting my well-being. And just to bring it full circle back, know thyself. Yeah. Know where you are. When I'm feeling in the run up to my, you know, ovulation, I'm yep. feeling really hormonal, really teary, really ragey. I do not need to be listening to, watching, or talking about things that are going to incite my rage. Yeah. It's not going to help me. No. It's not going Energy. to put me in a good place. And it's only going to fuel the fire. Yeah. You know, I, I literally was driving home yesterday. And, like, I think someone cut me up or something, and I'm there going, ah! And I proper screamed in the car. And then I burst out laughing, because I was like, what the hell? Like, it was not It was not even dangerous. Like, they would, they just just were in the wrong lane. And, yeah. But I could see them. I could yeah. see what they were doing, and I knew they were going to do it, and so I'd already prepared for it. I was in absolutely no danger, but I proper screamed, and I was like, mm. Because you I were might already be lowered, <laughs> and you were already in a state of anxiety yeah. yesterday, and all of the things yeah. um, that we've talked about earlier. And yeah. it really is that frequency. So any time yeah. we're in that state, and this comes to being in our cycle, when they say go for a walk, mm. maybe we should go yeah. for a walk. <laughs> do you know what or I mean? Do something else if you can't yeah. get yourself out of the house. Because like I, you know, you know me, I am. So such yeah. an indoor cat um, I like to be at home but you can somatically but, shake your body mm-hmm. put some music on yeah. groove Do around the kitchen something else yeah you know, Absolutely. journal on it. I love journaling. I'm a massive ad- advocate for journaling and I never used to be, but I've over the last sort of 
six would you say about six years yeah. maybe maybe yeah. less um you know i've been a massive ad- advocate for it like yeah. i have my mental health blog and it just is something else you can do to bring yourself out of it and it's yeah. how you then manage that and how you cope with it and you can only learn your coping tools if you also learn what your triggers are yeah where you are you know and, and if you're someone that that does have a cycle learning where you are in your cycle yeah. what you might need at those times yeah absolutely just want to speak to very quickly as well the um addiction piece Oof. Oof. Oh. i know i'm sorry i, I feel it Oof. but um the addiction piece in being addicted to like from a neurological standpoint like actually the hormones that we get and the endorphins that we get and everything in our bodies are being addicted to those crappy feelings yeah like i knew exactly what you were gonna say i could see in your face i know it's the comfort zone you know what you you i think i wrote a blog on it years ago about saying like the the darkness is is what i know yeah so you do get addicted to it yeah so like when when we're in in that cycle then when we're wherever we are or regardless of cycles or periods or anything when we're feeling down and perhaps we've just seen the news or heard something or walk past someone that is feeling it and we're just suddenly like we haven't done our energy protection to think okay Mm -hmm. like i'm I'm taking on other people's stuff right now like let's give that back and ground Mm -hmm. ourselves in our bodies like when we're all up in our heads we can be um susceptible then to our neurological addicted pathways and roots of usual thinking mm-hmm. so then being able to articulate to someone even if it's isla with me like here right babe i actually can't i'm really tired i'm really feeling a bit crappy are you able to make yourself tea of beans on toast tonight? Or maybe mm-hmm. you want to make us something or like encourage her to sort of help and support mm-hmm. and if she's got the energy or if someone else is around, like Libby coming tonight. Lib, I'd love you to make dinner. Thank yeah. you. That breaks that pathway of my addictive pattern of being like, oh, I'm doing it all on my own. Mm-hmm. Nobody's here to help me. No one supports me. Oh, Being she just the leaves martyr, them Absolutely. not asking for help. Because then, yeah. because then, that feeling of like I always have to do everything yeah. is right you, yeah you, it, yes this is absolutely and right and then Your I get to be rageful that's where yeah. my rage comes from yeah. is because I'm pissed off that I'm doing it all myself yeah and you you search your brain will naturally search I think Leanne said this as well like oh, I've been on so many of Leanne's talks and I'm basically <laughs> her biggest fan um, about your brain searching for evidence yes. that that's right yeah and so you will then be the martyr yeah to prove yourself right. Yeah. And, and you'll that, be all right, that is... righteous and indignant and annoyed and... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Whereas actually, if you know, if we know ourselves, mm-hmm. if we, like, anything, like, reflecting on it, maybe for you it's not, like, going to be dead perimenopause symptoms. Maybe mm-hmm. it is something else. And, like, yeah. the more we do, the more we track, the more we can go, oh, this, this, and this. hang on. So I felt this then, but also then. So maybe it's not this. And then, mm, mm, mm. like, all of this inner inquiry, always. I mean, everything. what if it's something I'm eating? <laughs> If it's, cheese, Honestly, if it's cheese, my whole oh, life is going to be over. It's going to be over. I'm going to be devastated. Oh if it's cheese or pasta, I don't pasta, want to know you. If it's cheese, if or, it's pasta. cheese or pasta, <laughs> I'm going to need a morning period. That's fine. <laughs> I actually, I actually might stick with that addiction. Yeah, don't blame me. Cheese or pasta? It's life. Just what even is life? It like cheese or it. pasta? I know, right? It wouldn't be worth living. <laughs> what? It's funny when you were talking earlier. What did come to me was gut health. Yeah. Um, which is it? Sort of I it wasn't the time to say it and then I love the fact it's come back round but yeah gut health again is something that keeps coming in for me Mm -hmm. and if you look into gut health there is like so much science around your mental health being affected by your gut health Mm -hmm. and like what that's insane Mm -hmm. like I you know not enough to get into now but just if this sparks oh this anything. will be a really really long I know. podcast and we don't do know one. about it yet you <laughs> no, know don't know enough but yeah like that's something that I'm really aware of and that is coming in that looking after our bodies mm-hmm. you know thinking how can we have that gut health in play because that mm-hmm. actually supports so much more like it's what I'm feeling is 
the the tonic to all of this mental stuff and hormonal stuff is to nurture our bodies and to be in our bodies uh, I was actually doing a reading for someone um, the other day and it was it was all about just grounding and being in your body like when this mental chatter is going on we need to be able to get in our body really do you know yeah get get back in like you know Mm -hmm. move it ground it stand on the floor shake your body release the trauma that's in your hips you know any of these things um and so i suppose that when when we're in these cycles and in these times that is a call to rest in the winter Mm -hmm. if we're in our bodies and we are honoring what it wants from us to rest and to ask for help and support Mm -hmm. and nurturing if we actually allow that out, if we know that's what we need, we allow it out, then the healing that will come from that deep rest will be mm-hmm. phenomenal. And you're so. not beating yourself up for no. not being on top form. No. Like, literally, saying about, like, the winter, um, I think it was you that said to me, probably a couple of years ago now, about, like, um, and you might have even put something on social media about it, probably. about people doing uh, New Year's yeah. resolutions and, like, always beating themselves up for, oh, no one ever sticks to their New Year's resolutions and, you know, we're setting ourselves up for failure. Yeah, because yeah. we are in our literal winter. Look at Mother like, Nature. Yeah, go with the cycle of the earth. Yeah. You know, and I said it to someone in work when she, uh, I think it was last or oh, this year. Yeah. New Year's just gone. Um, just gone, like it's not like November. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but I literally said, oh, I haven't set any New Year's resolutions because it's winter. And she was like, she was like, what? I was like, well, I'll do it when it's I'll go and I literally said I'll do it in spring. You know, I'll go with the financial year. And she was laughing at me, and she was like, that's actually that makes a lot of sense. I was like. (laughs) Yeah, like yeah. we're all cold. Like, how many people get seasonal affective disorder yeah. or whatever? How many people literally just cannot function when it starts getting dark and cold and windy and rainy? We're living out of alignment with we are with the earth. so out of alignment with it. Yeah. And like we have been trained that everyone's got to go do the new year, new me. She oh. says doing a little jig. Sorry, I've just shook the phone and everything. It's fine. But like everyone gets so caught up with this and then beats themselves up and you know everyone, why not everyone you know why that go on because of commercialism <laughs> <laughs> because they're going to sell you a gym pass they're going to yeah. sell you healthy food they're going to mm-hmm. sell you this gym kit they're going to sell you like you know smoothies and juices and everything else at this time of year yeah. like what you haven't just made enough money off us for Christmas and then ironically or not mm-hmm. in February is like a national eating disorder awareness month oh right okay so I know this and being part of like wellbeing groups and stuff in work yeah. and I, I remember when we were looking at um, so this was good for years ago now but when we were looking at the 12 month planner for like um, the different theme months and what we would cover for the, the wellbeing aspects and we used to do events for each month and things like that and like we were looking at the, the next year and they were saying you know like January we tend to just do like a um, you know new year new me and we do like a lot of focus on um, being fit and healthy and, being, and I I just literally said can we be more focused around holistic health rather than yeah. just diet health because what you're promoting in January you then completely negate when you start talking <laughs> about eating it, disorder awareness in February and literally the amount of pennies that dropped in that room my god wow like everyone just went oh yeah, yeah. oh well that makes sense and we covered a a much more holistic view so we were looking at the mental well-being Mm. at physical well-being you know doing finding a new hobby yeah you know we were looking at new year new me but it wasn't just all about getting on the gold mill the gold you know it was like do you have any hobbies that you want to try like you know and looking at things like that and we looked at it from a much more holistic view and it was probably like my favorite thing to be able to influence to say oh yeah we did that yeah you know and it wasn't perfect and they did you know there was a lot of focus on the diet that I was very super triggered by talking about traumas with my you know past with eating Mm. disorders and like looking at all the stuff I'm looking at now where in my pain journal there's a section to track food which is super triggering for me Mm. and looking at gut health and whether or not a lot of my symptoms could be tied to my diet and possibly are probably are probably are probably are (laughs) I I don't eat particularly healthy I don't exercise I've just rejoined the gym a a couple of weeks ago I've been once for 20 minutes (laughs) 
Well done. But I did. And yeah, I'm really well proud done. of myself for that. Um, but looking at all of that stuff now, I'm trying to find the balance in, in the, the triggers that are coming up with, with uh, previous eating disorder behaviours and being able to balance that of, of doing it from a place of love mm-hmm. and looking at it from a it's not about like I don't necessarily love my body right now but I'm not I'm also not showing it that love mm. and so if I can show it that love by you know having my my fruit I hardly eat any fruit like just I'm I eat more vegetables than I do fruit yeah. um but I, I have a very better way around but I don't know acidy yeah maybe but But i have a very carb heavy diet pasta and cheese guys pasta and cheese um (laughs) carb and dairy uh but i think that that finding that balance within myself and i think i'm you know in a lot better state than i was years ago when i was first starting to to have those eating disorder symptoms that i'm really knowing myself now yeah to be able to to work with my cycle in whatever it is now my 50 days and being able to recognize what i need in that time and like yeah, when i'm not judging it yeah no, i'm not judging it when i'm like gonna come on i am all about the sweets yeah like, i want chocolate i you want energy. chocolate you know yeah I'm, I'm all about the the high sugar high sweetness stuff whereas a, as a general rule i'm a savory girl through yeah. and through um and i just eat what i'm craving yeah. like because i'm craving it for a reason yeah but being aware of all of these things is so important like just I'll say it again know thyself honestly it's i am getting so it tattooed important. on my head know thyself. <laughs> like, i really am i think this might be the but title what? it might not be all the p's it might actually be know thyself i think this, i don't know if the last one was called that though because i mentioned it there wildly off the original topic but but that's the way it works like that is that's the magic in it um and like literally i was at i was at a space the other day looking to hire and um and putting something in a diary for every month because i i want for january especially to do some stuff to get people in the mindset of like (laughs) leave all that commercial shit behind a minute Mm -hmm. let's stay in our bodies shall we like in Mm -hmm. this hibernation winter phase what do we need let's stop and just be quiet and create and Mm -hmm. express and just gather like yes please so it is changing and conversations like this help and Mm -hmm. sharing it out in the world helps both of us with what we do in our in our sort of like daily lives not just Mm -hmm. our work who we are as people is Mm -hmm. knowing ourselves and then helps other people like helping other people to know themselves by talking about all the work that we do to know ourselves yeah like how much growth have you been (laughs) yeah but how much growth have you been able to trigger in people like and that's I almost wanted to say not to blow my own trumpet but actually yeah I'm gonna blow my own trumpet here I have yes (laughs) I have helped so many people to to connect with themselves and I know you have as well and we've helped each other over the years we've been friends for a really long time we've grown together and being able to help humanity the yeah. people around us yeah. you know how many people have you taught something to have then gone on to talk teach someone else and the next person and it is a ripple effect and that's, that's only the because i have been teaching myself it the whole time yeah and the, and learning from others and then you can share all this stuff you know yeah. like i won't have just magicked up this whole like hey january's really weird and they sell this i would have heard it from somewhere yeah. and pass it on that's how we do it that's I how, mean, how knowledge many works have we name dropped in this and i know people that we've learned from i know like Seriously. having that community we'll have to just put a little list on the end we're gonna, so we've got yeah, we're we've got holly it. charles of um holistic holly who is just divinely magic and my spiritual mm-hmm. teacher mm-hmm. and everything that she does we've got um liz thomas of soul creative circle who is the um like menstrual cycle coach and all round creative like she does the most amazing journaling things that i need to get to then we've got old leanne weaver as well who jade introduced me two years ago um and uh yeah one of my favorite training. people on the whole planet she's actually her number one fan jade. yeah i literally went to one of her talks made a sign that said leanne weaver fan club uh. like actually spent probably a good 20 odd minutes drawing out this beautiful sign which she thought <laughs> was hilarious in. Like, I actually coloured it in. There's a picture on socials. Um, and took it along. I own all of her books, and most of them are signed by her from all the events that I stalk her at. So, yeah, if you don't already follow her... Give it a go. 
Just go and follow her. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's magic. And so is her husband, Tom, who does breath work as well. Yeah, I'm going to take photos of them both soon, actually. Yeah. Oh, on Monday, I think, actually. How exciting. How exciting. But anyway, we've digressed. Off I subject. think we've probably covered so much that we can we can wrap it up now, I think. Do you reckon? I think so, because I actually need a cup of tea now. I do as well. And it, there's probably so much moving around on the sofa noise going I on. I know. So this sorry whole for all time. the <laughs> I've been up, down, up, down, up, down. But hey, it doesn't and matter. And I talk with my hands. Yeah. A lot. It's, it's all right. We're both incredibly fast and, yeah, movie when we talk, but I love it. It's been so lush. Thank you, Pabs. Like, honestly, hand on heart, been one of my, like, long-time Welsh friends since I've been here. Oh, Nearly yeah. half my life. Like, how wild Stop is that? It. Insane. Stop it. And I mean, you, all of my 20s, I met you when I was 19. <laughs> oh. That's a oh. long time. We've so, been friends a long time. More, more than a decade, then. Yeah. Fourteen years. Wow. Friends for fourteen years. Wow. I've been here seventeen, eighteen. So yeah. There we go. So yeah, we've been through a lot and I think that these conversations are important. Like I I encourage everyone to have conversations in general, Mm -hmm. like figuring out why we do what we do, how we feel, like what's going on in our Mm -hmm. worlds, Mm -hmm. our worlds, not the outside world. If it's the outside world and you're feeling something, why are you feeling it? Mm -hmm. Like let's see what we can do about that and just coming back to love and grounding in our bodies Mm -hmm. so that when our cycle's doing whatever it's doing, when life is doing whatever it's doing, we can just take a little minute and come back to our hearts. Learn and teach and share the love and talk to your parents as well yeah talk to your parents about it because they they if they don't already if they haven't already unpicked it they need they need help yeah and they've got <laughs> so much wisdom them. too yeah for us that we don't even realize yeah so. i share so much with my mum like we literally uh learn and growing together we talk every day and we've yeah it's magic do it and I had a conversation with my mum recently, which is another episode on here that you can find. Yes. <laughs> right. Thank you, everybody. So much love. And we'll see you soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Inconsistency Club podcast with Jenny Giles, Creative Rebel. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you on the next one. Bye.